We're reading from um, John chapter 20, verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and, and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them, that he had what he had said these things to her this is the word of the lord uh oh <laughs> good morning everybody happy easter My husband isn't with me this morning. He's um, up at um, St. Peter's Greenhill leading their service for them today. And I think those of you who've perhaps been keeping up with the news will be aware that that might be quite a, a difficult um, time for them. So let's bear um, that community in our prayers and thoughts at this time. But Toby um, is somebody who struggles with facial recognition. I don't know if any of you also have this difficulty, but he want, even though even if he might know someone reasonably well, 
he might not necessarily be able to recognise them if he happens to see them in the street. And this has got him into hot water at times, especially when he was a vicar. And members of his congregation would have would felt completely blanked by him when he walked past them in the street. And it was, he wasn't ignoring them. It was literally that he just didn't recognise them. And he, he got into great, a great difficulty once when he actually had coffee with somebody and spent the whole hour under the impression that he was seeing somebody else. <laughs> and, <laughs> it wasn't me, no. I, I think <laughs> he knows me because of the colour of my shoes, so that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, I know there are some people who have this as a very extreme condition. Um, Toby's isn't quite that extreme, but it's still problematic. And perhaps it's not quite like that for all of us, but I'm sure there are times uh, for us when we've bumped into someone and they look familiar but we can't quite place who they are or where we know them from and uh, i'm sure this gets worse with age i'm sure i'm worse now than i might have been uh, a few decades ago um or perhaps you smell something or taste something you think oh i just can't quite place that what is it and sometimes suddenly the penny drops and you think, aha, that was it. I recognise this person. I know where I know them from. Or, oh, yes, it's that that I can smell or taste. And I wonder, what is it that enables us to make those little connections when suddenly we have that moment of recognition and the penny drops? You might have read this week um, about the death of the wife of John Lydon, um, otherwise known as Johnny Rotten uh, from Sex Pistols fame. His wife had been suffering from Alzheimer's for many years. And a few years ago, Lydon took part in the TV show The Masked Singer. Do any of you watch The Masked Singer or have watched it at all? Oh, maybe one, one or two. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so in this TV show, celebrities um, sing songs while they're wearing costumes that completely cover them head to toe and uh, covering their face as well. And the panel have to try and guess who it is that's hidden behind the costume. And Lydon was dressed as a jester. And Lydon wanted to see if his wife guessed that it was him. And, you know, she said, Johnny... It's you. And he said it was one of the best experiences of his life. Despite the terrible um, decay of her memory and her faculties, she recognised him from his voice. Isn't that wonderful? How moving. And I wonder, was it like that for Mary Magdalene when she was in the garden with Jesus? So there she was, crying in front of the tomb, absolutely distraught at the death of Jesus, her friend and her teacher, the one who'd healed her, who'd given her life, who was her all her life. He was dead and he was killed. And now, even his body has gone. She doesn't know where it's gone. She's totally confused and distraught. She can't even give him a decent burial. And as she looks into the tomb, she sees two men in white and 
They ask her, what are you looking for? Why are you crying? And she thinks, I don't know what's going on. Who are these people? What has happened to the body of Jesus, my, my Lord, my friend? And she says, they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've put him. And just at that moment, she becomes aware that there's somebody standing behind her. And half turning, she sees a figure through her tears that are streaming down her face. Who is this person? Is he the one who's taken Jesus away? Is it the gardener come to start his work despite everything that's going on? He asks her something she barely hears. And she says, Sir, if you have carried him away, please tell me where you've put him. And at that moment, he says to her, Mary. And suddenly, she has that moment of recognition. It's the same voice calling her name the way he always did. Mary. And she turns fully towards him. She gazes upon his face. She runs to him and wraps her arms around him, crying, Rabboni, my dear teacher. She buries her face in his chest. It was him. It was his voice calling her name. It was his voice calling her name that did it, that gave her that moment of recognition that changed her darkness into light, her distraught confusion into ecstatic joy. It was his voice calling her name. Of course it was. Didn't he say the sheep listened to the shepherd's voice? He calls his own sheep by name and leads them and they follow him because they know his voice. I wonder what moments of recognition, perhaps fleeting moments, we've had in our lives. Moments when faith suddenly seemed a bit clearer, a bit more believable. Just this week in morning prayer, uh, we were talking about this, those moments when something clicks. So Alan shared uh, his, his friend suddenly realising that when it describes Jesus being crucified and it all being dark, that this was something that was spoken of by a secular writer, Tacitus. And his friend thought, oh, this really happened. This is really true. Because... It's been talked about elsewhere. It's not just made up. That was his little moment, a little doorway into a moment of truth. And I'm sure you've all got other examples you can think of. Or there's David Suchet, the actor, in a hotel room, nameless hotel room, getting out the Gideon's Bible, reading Romans 8, and suddenly thinking, actually, this is true. Actually, this is true for me. Actually, Jesus is alive and he has paid the price for my sins. Or perhaps 
It might be a moment when two people were walking along a road and suddenly when they saw bread being broken, they realised that it was Jesus there with them. And each of these little moments of recognition, they might be small, they might be vast, like Mary Magdalene's, but each of these little moments is like a doorway, a doorway inviting us through into a deeper realisation of faith, a deeper encounter with God who calls us each by our own name. I wonder what Mary Magdalene saw that first Easter morning in her moment of recognition. I think she saw that her friend and her teacher, who had died in front of her eyes, who had been wrapped and stuck in a tomb, I think she saw that he was alive and it was really him because she recognised his voice. She knew it was him. She knew he was alive. And she was the first to proclaim, I have seen the Lord. And so now, I proclaim to you, I have seen the Lord. He was dead. But on this day, he rose from death to life. And he lives today. He lives this day through his spirit in us and among us that we might all be his brothers and sisters and part of this new creation that he has brought into being. And so... I pray that we may all today hear his voice, however it may sound to us, and that we may know it is him calling to us, calling our names and drawing us into life.